Welcome back to No Parachute. This is uh, Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. Forgot what day it was there for a second. Uh, it's Wednesday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. Uh, the first reading is 1 Kings chapter 10, uh, the very beginning, verses 1 through 10. Uh, the responsorial psalm is from Psalm 37, verses 5 through 6, 30 through 31, and 39 through 40. Hallelujah is John 17, verse 17b, and then 17a. That's the way it's written. Uh, The gospel is Mark chapter 7, verses uh, 14 through 23, uh, which directly follows yesterday's gospel, uh, where Jesus said, uh, called called the Pharisees hypocrites, hypocrites, which I love, Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites? (laughs) All right, so the first reading uh, is the Queen of Sheba. Um, I ought to look up. I I changed locations today and came in to my office to do this. Um, A bunch of background noise, and it was raining to get out to my shop. uh, The Queen of Sheba. So while I go through the reading, I'll try to look up to see where Sheba is, but um south arabian so middle east which is where all of this stuff happens anyway it doesn't help anyone the queen of sheba having heard of solomon's fame came to test him with subtle questions she arrived in jerusalem with very numerous retinue and with camels bearing spices a large amount of gold and precious stones so uh she came in hot like prince ali and She came to Solomon and questioned him on every subject in which she was interested. King Solomon explained everything she asked about. And there remained nothing hidden from him that he could not explain to her. So we've we've skipped over the part uh, of Solomon's journey, right? We tend to hit the highlights and lowlights through these daily readings. We've missed the part where Solomon asks for wisdom. Um, she, the, the reading goes on and she tells them that the reports that she's heard in her own country don't tell the half of it. And, uh, she says, your wisdom and prosperity surpass the report I have heard. And this line hit me. I was thinking Solomon's only the third King of Israel, All right, God didn't want Israel to have a king. Samuel uh, anoints Saul, I think I'm getting all this right, uh, to become king. Solomon begins, excuse me, Saul begins to uh, act like a punk. And so David, as a young man, is anointed and then has to wait and be hunted down by Saul. Um Oh, let's just put it in today's age terms. If if Saul was anointed when he was 30 and died when he was 70, so there's 40 years. And then David took over when he was 40, right? Because he had to wait all that time and died when he was 70. That's 30 years. And now let's say we're 20 years into uh, King Saul's or Solomon's reign. That puts us 90 years into really the birth of Israel which 
looking back at American history and Roman history. And I mean, other than the Alexanders, the great Alexander, the greats or uh, the Napoleons uh, outside of those. Uh, and unfortunately Adolf Hitler, these, these people have generated great pro prosperity within their nation very quickly. Um, I would put, you know, the Kings of early Israel, in that list because this is a, a very quick turnaround and it shows the blessing of the Lord on Israel. Um, so back to the reading, uh, having seen and reported on and, and discussed with Solomon their, their expansive wealth uh, towards the end of the reading says, then she gave the king 120 gold talents, a very large amount of spices and precious stones. It's like, you are so wealthy, let me give you some more stuff. <laughs> Never again did anyone bring such an abundance of spices as the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Um, kind of a cool story here. Really, it's a tribute from outside the nation of Israel to Israel and what God has done for them. Uh, she even has a line in here, I don't want to forget about it, it says, Blessed be the Lord your God. She's, she's speaking to Solomon. Blessed be the Lord your God, whom it is pleased to place you on the throne of Israel. In his enduring love for Israel, the Lord has made you king to carry out judgment and justice, right? Because the two things she was impressed with was his wisdom, his uh, slash justice, <clears throat> and his wealth. So even from outside, it is very obvious that the Queen of Sheba sees the Lord blessing Israel. And that's the mirror that we need to reflect is that of the Lord uh, even in today's age, right? So Israel then, in the ways of the time back back in the Old Testament days, and, and if I remember right, this is about uh, 1900 BC. Don't quote me on that. So uh, if that's true, almost 4,000 years ago, this is the way that a God's blessing is shown, right, through riches and and wisdom now with our new covenant and we'll see part of in the gospel uh jesus creating that new covenant how is it shown how is it uh as sheba says um the queen of sheba excuse me uh in his enduring love for us right how does uh, how do we show Christ? How how are we the light of Christ to the nations? Um, is is a great reflection piece for today. Moving into the Psalms, Psalm thirty seven, the mouth of the just mur murmurs wisdom. Um, I'm going to read the first grouping. I don't know the official name for it, uh, and then part of the second and we'll move on commit to the lord your way trust in him and he will act he will make justice he will make justice dawn for you like the light bright as the no noonday shall be your vindication this is the poetic language that i've never understood um i'm not as uh cultured as king david or king solomon the mouth of the just man tells of wisdom and his tongue utters what is right 
this is the part I think that reflects in the first reading what we did, what we finished talking about. The law of his God is in his heart and his steps do not falter. I think that's uh, a, a pretty concrete way of stating one of the ways that we can mirror the light of Christ to the world, right? Uh, we, we use the, the analogy of the moon a lot for Mary because she doesn't produce light herself. She only reflects the sun's light. Uh, and then as it reflects back down to earth, it gives earth light. And so we use the moon a lot as an, as an analogy for, for Mary, but it could also work as an analogy for each of us. How do we reflect the light of Christ, of the saints, of Mary, and, and reflect that back down to the world? And I think uh, a very everyday way to do that is to have the law of your God on your heart. And if you do that, your steps will not falter and you can and you can walk in the life of the Lord. Um, try to keep these under 10 minutes. I've got one minute left for the gospel. So here we go. <clears throat> so the, in this gospel, uh, Jesus goes through the nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within can defile. So here is where he declares all foods clean and then turns around and says, but what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. From within the man, from his heart, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All of these evils come from within and they defile. This is where going into your inner room that language, that uh, analogous language, if you will, from that story to this, uh, I think is pretty profound because it, it shows that prayer is what defeats the defilement that comes from within. I hope all of you have a prayerful, wonderful, blessed day and that go out, eat some pork barbecue, because nothing that enters from without defiles. We pray all these things in your holy and precious name, Lord Jesus, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.